Hey there, this is your host V. I'll be representing Creative Block at WonderCon 2023. If you want to hang out, talk everything animation, and get a free Creative Block button, come and say hi at table B25 in the Artist Alley. So see you on March 24, 5, 6 in Anaheim for WonderCon 2023. See ya! Welcome to Create a Block. We're your hosts, Gene and V. We interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We usually ask people on Twitter if they had specific topics they want us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have us. Yes! Um, <laughs> for episode 100. Who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy! 100, everyone! Isn't that, like, 100 crazy? Episodes. 100 Is... episodes, two years. Yeah. This was a, um... This was a lockdown project that escalated. Very quickly. <laughs> it was me and V being sad and, uh... And wanting <laughs> to do something with our time. And, um... Look at us now. Yeah, and it's crazy too because we were just like it started just like Jade and I talking and like we like um I tweeted this idea. Jane was like, "Hey, I had an idea like that," and I was like, "Well, maybe we should make it together." And then that was the first year, and I was just kind of like, "I don't think I can I can edit all these episodes." So we brought in Clemens for yeah. our first year. Honestly, the show would not be running without yeah, you. Absolutely. <laughs> the heart of Creative Block. Yeah, yeah, like literally, that's the main reason we can keep the show coming out every week. And and then and then when 2022 rolled around, we were like, we need a little bit more help. And that's how Gene got the great idea to reach out to Malik and like because you guys met from before, right? From the previous podcast. Yeah, from against yeah. the algorithm. Yeah, I had a old show I did against the algorithm where I interviewed musicians, and I interviewed Cubom, and so that's how we like started talking. And yeah, I think it was like there was a weird serendipity where like against the algorithm was slowing down, and then Creative Block was like, "Hey, come, you will, yeah. you can do this thing." And so it was really, it was really exciting. I was a fan of the show even before um, I got the message about being a producer, so it was like perfect full circle to jump on the project. And yeah. It's been cool. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a good fit. I, I was, we were kind of splitting up stuff before where like Clem was uploading and I was writing copy and doing all, and it was just like starting to take a toll and I felt like we needed somebody else. And because I knew you and I, I, I saw that you were winding down, but it didn't seem like you were like super stoked on, on winding down uh, yeah. against the algorithm. And I was like, well, maybe this is like good for everybody. And it seems like it was. Well, um, I, I don't know if I ever told the story and why I I just actually called it. Because it was a winding down and I was thinking about ending it, but then also something happened in particular. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I ever said it. <gasps> um, so I was editing an episode one day and I might have been at the bar previously while oh, I was okay. editing said episode. And I had water next to my desk while I was editing the episode and I turned, uh -oh. and the water hit my audio interface oh. and no! just completely knocked the whole thing out. So me staring at this wet audio interface, knowing how much money it cost, I was like, well, 
the show's over. That's it. Oh, wow. Pack it up. The I was lore. Like, Creative block lore. It became a break, and then the break was like, you know what? We're done here. That's so crazy. Yeah, I feel like um, you've you've helped out so much, Malik. Like um, having like for us, just like being able to like rely on you. Because for everybody who's like wondering, like a producer, uh, as a producer, Malik will like reach out to guests, schedule everything, set up the room, set up the Google Jamboard, so like keep us on track. Because sometimes we forget <laughs> if we need to like reach out to guests or or what episode is coming out when. So it like having someone to kind of like look at all these like numbers and people and keeping us on track it's been so helpful i'm the host wrangler yeehaw yeah, yeah. But, that's, that's production yeah and 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 like as we were saying like doing this podcast it is it is um a lot of work and like us trying to figure out who does what and how we allocate our time has kind of led us to kind of you know re kind of restructure yeah, restructure a little bit uh, how we're going to go about moving forward. Yeah. Um, well, so probably not a surprise to our uh, regular listeners, but um, I've been kind of taking a step back from um, from Creative Block for for the last like six months or so. Like I haven't been in a lot of episodes. V's been holding it down, doing a great job. Um, but yeah, I just it, it it is hard to maintain a weekly schedule. Um, and it was getting to be especially difficult with, for me with like, uh, we had three music videos to shoot for, for, uh, Q-Bomb and, uh, and produce. And then I started up doing, uh, no XP, which are the, uh, these animated shorts that I've been doing. If you follow me, you've been seeing them. And so like, you know, th this was born out of, uh, like a want to make a, um, sort of you know educational thing put put out this information keep in touch with friends get their stories out there and um in the last year it became just with with things opening up too it just became more and more challenging for me to like keep that schedule um so so sorry that i haven't been on as much i'm still gonna be around um i'm gonna kind of pop in when uh when there's certain guests you know um just feels right but uh, it's it's honestly been nice to to not have the pressure of, of doing it every week. Um, yeah, like um, yeah. like we're kind of thinking of having now like a different guest host. I'll I'll be the I'll be the the main host of the show. So the 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 anchor of Creative Block, Gene will still be around uh, as a guest host. And so depending on the guests and who we book and like how schedules align, like. You'll see Gene popping in from time to time, which will be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like, who's that Pokemon? Yeah. It's Gene. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. I I love I love doing this show and it was it it was a whole thing. Like it took me months to kind of feel it out, but it ultimately just was difficult to maintain. And uh I talked to the team here and we figured out uh, you know a new sort of structure, a new, a new pipeline. Um, and it gives other people, other friends of ours opportunities to host as well. And so you'll get kind of a different um, perspective from a host as well. You know, um, I think everyone's tired of hearing me talk about Dragon Ball. Uh, so <laughs> it's gonna be kind of exciting too to have like the different flavors from the different hosts like i always say like when i pitch the show to like my friends who i'm like hey you want to 
co-host i'm like i'm the npr one you can be the fun one <laughs> yes yeah i'm the one who rattles the cage so you need more you need more people to, uh, to give hot takes yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so uh i'll be around so um and i'm always you know i'm in the discord um not as much as i used to be but but you can always reach out to me if anybody wants to ask any questions or anything. I'm always available. Uh, it's just hard to do a two-hour show every week. Yeah. It's, it is difficult. And um, we have some really exciting news. We're going to get a new co-host on the show. And you guys already know him. His name is Sean Glaze. He was our guest on episode 66. And he also goes by Lord Spew. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm so happy to have you come back on the show. It's really fun because um, we had met before, like, you know, drawing and drinking and stuff. But um, Gene and I were guests on doing drawing requests, which was your interview podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so basically, I, I have this um, live interview part podcast um I, I video cast live stream i don't know what to call it but basically i have different artists storyboard artists show creators animators whatever come on and uh du duel me in live drawing requests from the chat in like timed rounds and so it's a little bit more competitive it's a little bit like you're uh, your show is so much more chill <laughs> and and I'm you know I'm coming from like the I'm like scarred and war-torn battlegrounds like I've been battle tested um but we uh I had you and Gene on uh to do a duel with me uh sort of and, and the joke was sort of like there can be only one artist interview podcast <laughs> but uh it, it was so much fun and I really vibed with your guys energy um and and there was a lot of really good um drawing chemistry and so when I saw you make a post that was just sort of talking about you were you were uh kind of lone hosting for a yeah. little bit <laughs> i i reached out I, I tweeted at you and i was like if you ever want a go so you know like i had fun drawing with you before and i'm used to my own voice i'm, I'm used to talking and, and performing so yeah that was so cool because it's that's the thing i was just kind of like doing a bunch of episodes on my own because Gina was really busy with Q-Bomb and no XP and he's doing all these fun projects. And I was just like, I'll try to see how I'm doing hosting by myself. But I feel like, and you guys can kind of weigh in in the comments when you're like listening to this episode, you can comment on Spotify or YouTube. But um, I feel like I'm a little like too educational, a little too serious. And I was kind of missing the kind of like fun and kind of silly vibe from Gene. And when Sean reached out, I was like, Sean is fun and silly and <laughs> comes up with all these like great ideas. So I was just like, let's try that. If you guys also want to reach out in the chat and let us know whether you prefer just V completely alone without me or uh, me plus V. <laughs> 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 it's funny too because sean you're like more used to the um, the very live live on twitch like twitch is uh like sean's kind of home base and i'm more like oh i'm hiding behind the editor to make me sound better <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also when i make mistakes live it's like 
Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, that's just out there. Everyone saw that. It just that just went to print immediately. But yeah, what I do over on Twitch is I do a combination of sort of interview show kind of uh, stuff. I, I I do I have uh, guests on to do live kind of communicative drawing. Like we draw while we talk and we draw what we're talking about, and uh, as well as make. Uh, full cartoon shorts from start to finish. I talk about voice acting and writing, directing, storyboarding, animating, and I, I try to do it all live and I try to have it be educational. So at its spirit, I think that it's very akin to what you guys do here. I just, I just do it live and I, I, I'm probably used to doing it a little bit dirtier because I, I do, I do come from a little bit the the adult comedy cartoon space. Like I'm not talking about prawn. I'm, I'm <laughs> I just, I just mean like we, we say, we say some curse words. There's some blood. There's a little, yeah. there's a few saucy jokes, you know, and I have to, I, I reel it back in a little bit for this one, but, but uh, for, for the show, but. I do think that's a really fun though for a creative blog because Gene and I both came from kids animation. We like both came from Nickelodeon and I've dipped my toes a little bit in adult. Um, but I think that's going to be really, really fun to have Sean who like, cause you've worked, um, what are all the studios that you've worked at real fast? Just to kind of like give a little so, bit of a. So you know, I, I, I started out at sort of like the, the scrappy, you know, the scrappy studios like Fox ADHD. I've worked at Titmouse, but then I've also uh, I've also been a part of kind of your world, too. I've worked um, with Disney. I've worked at Disney. I've worked yeah. at Cartoon Network. I've uh, worked um, I've worked with Shadow Machine, Amazon, um, and I've kind of worked all over the place. Um uh, both in adult animation and kids animation, and I and I mean I love I love it all. I think for my personal stuff, I make a lot of adult things. But mm -hmm. um, I because yeah, you had you know, a pilot I, with uh, Adult Swim, right? Yeah, no, but I also think that th those things can be pretty fluid because I I I, can't, I come from the world of you know like uh, storyboard driven animation. Like like I worked on regular show, but then also I've worked on the Midnight Gospel, which, as you guys know or may know, was uh, created by Pendleton Ward, who's the creator of Adventure Time. So there's a spirit of that like childlike drawing, but with adult storytelling, the adult storytelling of Duncan Trussell and so I, I, pre I appreciate where those worlds meet, you know? Yeah, I think that's really great. I'm really excited for that, too, because um, I think this is going to um, bring, like, a new, like, spark energy or like and also for you guys who are, like, listening to the podcast, if you ever want to ask questions that kind of... Um, you know, or in the um, adult space or whatever, I think that's going to bring like, like a new lens on stuff. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I think uh, so I'm you guys are going to hear a lot of Sean <laughs> in the new year. Hey, and that's gonna be get a used lot of to fun. it. Get used to it. Get used to this little voice, this sweet little voice. I hope I give you a cavity. <laughs> get used to it. Gobble, gobble me up. <laughs> And we're also going to have some extra hosts. Hi, my name is Ari Castleton. I was on Creative Block Episode 6, and you might know my work from a show called The Loud House, also Middlemost Post. A fun fact about me is that I had a friend who threw a knife at my back, a rusty old knife, stuck it right in my back. That's cool. You can follow my work at Castletunes on most social medias. That's Castle and then T-O-O-N-S. It's like my last name. Thanks.
Hey, my name is Megan Boyd, and I was on Creative Block Episode 7. You might know my work from The Cuphead Show, Middlemost Post, and Thundercats Roar. A fun fact about me is that Pocahontas laughed at me at Disney World when I was 8 because I said I was from New Jersey. You can follow my work on social media at Magic Bunny Art. Hi, my name is Carl Hadrika, and I was on Creative Block Episode 47. You might know my work from The Cuphead Show, Mickey Mouse, Animaniacs, and my pilot animatic Becky Prim on YouTube. A fun fact about me is that I didn't lose my last three baby teeth until I was like 16 and a half, and they had to pull the rest out because I was taking too long. You can follow me on social media at Carl Hadrika, just my first and last name, with an underscore for Twitter. Hi, Creative Block listeners. My name is Rose Faduke, and I was on Creative Block episode number 86. You might know my work from Aquaman, King of Atlantis, The Mighty Ones, and the upcoming Tiny Toons Luniversity. Listen, fun fact about me is that I have a big prop sword, and I'm not afraid to use it. For nice things, of course, like uh, opening letters and making kebab skewers. You can follow my work on Instagram at Rose Faduke. Looking forward to future scintillating conversations. But uh, but yeah, thanks so much for all the supporters. Um, appreciate it, everyone backing the, the Patreon and everything. Um, if you want to keep up with me, check out Q-Bomb. We're going to be putting out more music. We put out a whole album last year. I guess I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called Hyper Punk. an album. Did a few music videos, uh, did a bunch of shows, did an art gallery in Little Tokyo. It was it was a crazy year, um, but we have to kind of keep going and keep doing more stuff. So there's no there's no slowing down for that, um, and uh, I have to sink more of my time and energy into that than before. So uh, and then no XP as well. I've been doing these little shorts. Um, I um, yeah, I just wanted to get back into animating. After honestly, the show was a big part of me wanting to start doing my own stuff um mm-hmm. and talking to all these indie animation people mm-hmm. um i had these little pangs of jealousy hearing them talk about that stuff and i was like mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to keep uh like removing that part of myself or you know keeping it kind of um on pause and uh especially with the state of the industry and everything like you know everything the studios aren't being particularly kind to original ideas and so yeah um, i wanted to uh yeah i wanted to try i wanted to try to make yeah. something of my own in i do awesome... think it's like oh go ahead Malik. Uh, no, i was gonna say in like an awesome way it's kind of like it you hear a lot from like people and fans of the shows that like it creo block inspires them to like create their own projects or want to like work more on like whatever they're doing and so it's kind of like you get to experience that like you're like hey like mm-hmm. i am feeling inspired yes. from the work we did with the show so it's like yeah. it did its job funnily enough even with one of those it did mm-hmm. yeah i and, and you know uh who knows what'll happen um i've made five of them um they haven't done like spectacular you know million views but but like uh the third episode, done really well like yeah like poppy I'm also cynical yeah that one yeah okay. yeah that so, was really it's really fun and cute one, and it did like on every platform it yeah, did really good that one popped off um yeah poppy one, popped off, off. <laughs> that one poppied off uh i i get why too it makes sense um and i have more the, the next one I, i'm it's hard for me to to like bank on anything but the next one feels like it will also i I hope will have a similar effect but um, you know xp 
coming up soon oh yeah no i've been mm-hmm. yeah i've been working on them i i have one another one pretty much finished i have another that i'm working on like it's i realized um last year that like the best way to uh not have the blues is to always be working on something and oh, yeah. um which i think a lot of people and you know again it goes back to people talking about their their own creative blocks and their own mood. You know, there's sort of um, ups and downs of uh, being a creative person. But it's like you got to just keep making stuff like you. You almost can't. And I think V, I think you exemplify that with Rodney and other things you do. It's like you you if you're stopping to think about how something will do or or even be disappointed with the lack of, you know, um, response or whatever, it's like you you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Like mm-hmm. you have to just kind of keep going and uh, do it for yourself. I think first and foremost. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I, yeah, I do feel like, and you know, to kind of like, uh, segue into a, uh, uh, fun little creative block retrospective. Like I, I do feel that this is how I love to do creative block as well. I love to do it. For, you know, like the love of like hearing other people's experiences, hearing all of the different way they kind of um, blossomed into animation. And I feel like uh, just getting inspired is such a, an important thing to um, like tend to, to um it's not cater, but like you want to make sure you're always inspired. And for me, creative block is like a really great way to stay inspired because talking to other people about the, their creative process is, is always inspired. So inspiring. Um, and I, you know, I wonder uh, because so we have added Malik to the show as a producer in 2022 mm-hmm. and he was doing it against the algorithm. And then we tricked Malik into doing his new so music made, podcast again. So you made me drop the water on my mixer. Yes, that was actually planned. Yeah. I, I had a little string wrapped around it. No no joke, though. That was like when I when I was uh, thinking of reaching out to you, that was like a thought that crossed my mind right away. I was like, I didn't want to like, ins- you know, push it too early because I wasn't sure what your reasoning was. But um, But I was like, I mean you know why not like why not yeah. come in and and keep doing your podcast with like this built-in audience and and resources and stuff so i'm glad it all worked out for sure yeah and it's been great to like have it back um and it's been it's been trippy because i remember when we were just setting up like the basics of like the show how it's going to be laid out and then almost immediately before we even started recording like people started reaching out to me for interviews oh. under creative block. And I think they mm-hmm. sent it to the creative block email and I just flipped out. I was like, wait, how, how do they know? I'm like, how? <laughs> I told, because like, you're, <laughs> you've made a name. I think that's, what's also really sweet, right? Is like, no matter what project you do as like, it could be like a creative or like a host or when you do stick to a project for a while, people do remember you for your project, you know? And I think that's really cool that I think you have made a name for yourself, Malik, in, in the music scene in that way. And it's been awesome. I mean, it's been, and it's like, it's cool in some ways because there is a testament because half the guests on this first run were a lot of people that were friends 
like people who are friends who've like been on against the algorithm and it was mm-hmm. more or less kind of like a year check-in to be like hey it's been a year how are you doing how's how are things going with music and so it was like a really nice full circle way to bring it back also like you said there's a bigger audience than versus like against the algorithm which is a show i just was building block by block so but um ah. but, uh, <laughs> but having that like opportunity to to put people whose music i believe in and like making awesome stuff and then also talking to cool guests who i was a fan of i mean i'll name them because i want to shout them out like in the morning jiraiya haunter gfm jeff rosenstock was like a really big one that one was that was so cool. mind-blowing that was crazy too because um one of my friends was like i'm so jealous you get to talk to jack Rosenstock," <laughs> and i'm like oh i'm not talking to him it's actually yeah. music box that was so cool it's i been, thought that was really cool it's been fun to the show has been also a really good way for me to like feel um like i'm a peer amongst all these people that i really admire uh which did a lot for my like self-esteem and just general like confidence because it's like um there you know i i think there always feels like there's a barrier between you and the people who have like achieved all these these things and the people you look up to but the show made it very clear to me very quickly that like there's not really a barrier like all those people might have achieved things but they ultimately all are just trying to like pay the bills and like like there's kind of a status quo you always return to after every success and um i think that's humbling and kind of nice in a way it it, Mm -hmm. to me it was nice because i was like oh even somebody like jorge gutierrez has you know a show and then has to find a job and is unemployed for a year you know so it's like i don't know it um it helped me kind of see things differently and like uh yeah, I agree. I feel like this is also one of the reasons why I'm so glad that through the show, I was able to talk to some like webcomic people to kind of know what it's like for them to make webcomics and what it's like. Because um, there is a way that animation and comics intersect. And I just kind of also wanted to give a shout out to all these people that you know made web comics and we got on the show who like really inspired me and kind of also like you said Gina's is very humbling to talk to others who are also you know because when you look at their profile instagram or whatever it's like oh they're like it look it it makes it look easy because it's just the final product but when you talk to the artist it's like so much work goes into this so yeah. Shout out to Brianne Druard, Amindra Dalliwal. Shout out to Shen Comics, mm-hmm. Michelle Lamb, Chris Enka. We've had so many really awesome comics artists. So um, that's been really Julia Kay. That's been a trip having all these amazing people. Hannah Kay come on the show. Really cool. Yeah. I, I always like doing the um, the episodes with people that aren't artists too because i think that uh you know we kind of set off and in, in, in this doing it like it's animation but uh at one point we had a discussion over like should we expand you know and i and i i like that we did i think that um having these slightly outsider perspectives is interesting because there's so many parts of this industry and even outside of this industry that still align with that stuff and like 
for me, Jason DeMarco was a huge get. Like I was, mm-hmm. I know Malik, you were too. I, um, oh. Yeah. That, and it's like, that dude shaped my, I, I was trying not to geek out, but that dude like shaped my whole life. And, um, you know, accidentally, he doesn't even realize it really, but, um, <laughs> and then like, but even like getting Carlos Luna, you know, like he, mm-hmm. I had a lunch with him and he was saying so many interesting things that I was like, oh, hold on, this is all applicable to like animation and indie stuff. Like you have to come on the show. Um, and, uh, and I've seen people mention his interview as like good examples of like, you know, the the, sort of the information that he was giving. And anytime I see people completely outside of our sphere, I'll like accidentally stumble on tweets that are like, Oh, this interview with this person on creative block. I'm like, Oh my God, are we like a reputable source? (laughs) Like it's, it's always awesome. I remember there was, I don't want to say who it was, but there was that one time where like, a fan base of a show listen to like a clip of like the a showrunner yeah. being like hey this thing happened yeah and every i think it was one day we checked the analytics for the episode and it were like massive and we were like how yeah did yeah this happen? that was so crazy <laughs> we, we figured out who we was talking about that was so fun yeah 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 i mean i think that's also what's really cool about um because for me, Creative Block is the very first time I've ever uploaded anything to YouTube. So I'm not very familiar with YouTube and how it works. I, it's a kind of foreign social media platform for me. And seeing that videos can have a second life in that sense that like you upload it, okay, mm-hmm. good. But then maybe a couple of weeks later, somebody tunes in and they're like, oh, like, check this out. That's really cool. And another cool thing is that... Um, you know, when maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but um, when you meet some of the fans and they're like, yeah, I listened to this podcast on my way to work. And it's like, oh, really? It's like, true. Like, you know, it's it's on YouTube, but it's also on like Spotify and like iTunes. Yep. And it's like, we're like, we're like a real podcast, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy. Because <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys. I listen to a lot of podcasts and, you know, it's that running joke of like when you're in LA, you have a podcast, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> i do ha- i do hate that and like every time i i talk about it i have to do like and i have a podcast and like, <laughs> but it's like whatever but i feel like it's it's kind of it's really cool to be like we're actually doing this you know like we're we're consistent and it's fun it's fun doing this thing uh i'm really yeah i and talking about you know spotify and stuff like you know um people sharing their spotify wrapped and creative blog being number one and some of the listeners it's like mm-hmm. oh my heart um <laughs> you yeah and it looked like you had pulled off uh, pulled out a um list of like uh favorite episodes what are like some of the episodes that people really like listening to this year so if we're talking about the big ones we're talking episodes i have it right here um and hansen was a real big one that one was a massive episode and i think we that was the first episode of the year so coming out the gate like real strong with that one and immediately being like hey we're back i was so i was so nervous for that one i had to have a drink and that's why <laughs> i remember people in the comments were like v uh v laughs to like 
they're too loud and i was like oh man i'm so drunk um, <laughs> so now you know uh creative luck lore was that the dark, a dark secret i don't know if it's a dark secret i don't know some we all guests, knew <laughs> yeah i feel like some of the guests i was so like nervous i was like i gotta like loosen up a little but then i like am insane so yeah. sorry so, so i have some more we have owen dennis is another big one. Oh yeah tyson owen Hess. was great yeah oh, tyson was great too yeah everyone was great let's see i have a few more we have lauren faust yeah lauren that was, a, was that was a crazy yeah one. That was serendipity. That was so great. Um, she was so gracious with her time. I can't believe. Yeah, that's so cool. Robin Zetti. Mm, mm-hmm. Robin yeah. Zetti was really fun too. I. It was cool to hear he went to art history. Like he majored in art history. That's really. That was really cool. And then I mean, there's also Sean Glaze, but we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Spew. <laughs> It, he changed his legal name to Lord Spew. Legally Lord Spew. Yeah. Esquire? <laughs> the, oh, third. the third. <laughs> the third. Yeah, that yeah, that was that was so fun. That's so crazy. It's really crazy to see like the guests who we've been able to get on the show and just like, you know, um having all kinds of showrunners and and you know like all kinds of professions like board artists like color designers having yeah people who do comics but also people who do like the executive side like jason um that's been really really fun and what's been really fun too has been you know showing up at conventions because i was just like you know let's see let's see what happens and so clemens came with me to lightbox expo (laughs) how was that how did you like it (laughs) it was overwhelming because it's loud there's what like a thousand people in a very small amount of space but it was so nice to have fans come up and especially like young people and students who are trying to break in and they're like oh my god it's so good to meet you i listen to your podcast all the time and i was just like crying on the inside like (laughs) you're who i do it for (laughs) (laughs) right because also like clemens works really hard on this like we might be spending like two or three hours just like talking but clemens has to like listen to your three hours or talking and spend additional hours cutting it all together so yeah i'm so glad that you were able to come and like meet all of the fans because a bunch of them showed up right yeah we ran out of business cards So that's actually a really cool thing because um because we like gave away all the business cards, I was thinking like um of we were brainstorming merch, so that's gonna be really fun. Um for now, we're just probably gonna stick to like a shirt, buttons, stickers, probably just a creative block logo for now. But you know, if you've tuned into Rose for Duke's episode, uh we're maybe thinking of the anxiety huh. hat. <laughs> anxiety you know? hat. Oh my god, they <laughs> I think every single time I think I I just remember the anxiety had just like that needs to be made yesterday. How have we not done this yet? <laughs> and then so, I remember it's my fault. Oh, <laughs> you're doing great. No, no, I'm being. <laughs> 2023, we're gonna make Malik work really hard. Um, yes. <laughs> and the cool thing is that um, 
we were able to get a table for WonderCon. Uh, that's in Anaheim in California. That's in March. 20 um it's the weekend of the 24th so 24th 25th 26th something like that um if you guys are in california if you guys want to make a trip to a really cool convention it's like basically a smaller scale san diego comic con so you can come and say hi to creative block but you can also see a lot of cool shit so um yeah that, that'll be really fun so hopefully we really hope to you know say hi to more fans and hopefully do more cons because it's great to meet the fans and you know maybe you'll see clemens again yeah lurk <laughs> i lurk maybe, maybe i fly from new york to WonderCon. do it that would be freaking cool that would, that be, would be really cool i mean yeah I mean- I say that and I put that in the universe and I'm just like, okay, how do I, the logi- now I'm thinking about logistics because this is my job. Vision board. <laughs> put it on the vision board. You're producing yourself. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you know, ever, ever since 2020, that's become, 2023, that's been more serious. <laughs> oh man, that's really fun. Yeah. So if you want to come and say hi. Come to WonderCon, y'all. Come say hi, please. It makes me happy. It makes my heart go doki-doki. Do you want Clem to be sad? No. So go You want me to cry it. on my laptop and sob all over my keyboard and then panic that my keyboard's not working because of my tears? And Don't then do you that. get the invoice for the, the keyboard? Boom. <laughs> I do need That's why we have a Patreon, you guys. It's because Clemens cries too much. <laughs> Too much. Cries through so many keyboards, you know. Like, <laughs> gotta keep buying new keyboards. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be fun. Speaking of the fans, we got some questions. Ooh. We do. That was a, that was a great segue. So yeah. Thank you. First time. I'm so proud of myself. Are you proud? Is anyone proud? Yeah. Oh, proud. very proud. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That was a really good one. I'm so proud of you, Clemens. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. All right, Christian. Yes, I'm staring at the questions. There's tons and tons of them from our Patreon and our Twitter, so we're going to try our best to get through as many as possible. But if we don't, we're very sorry. You, you, All of you came out, so thank you so much for all the love, and we will try our best. Um, from Patreon, Fezhoof um, asks, with Gene launching OXP and an album and V having lots of success with Rodney, wonder what kind of creative or just generally fulfilling endeavors the rest of the crew had in 2022. Does that include me? That yeah, the rest it's of all the crew. Yeah, it's all it's oh, mostly yeah. Malik and Clem. I want you guys to talk about your creative ende- uh, endeavors. I love the first question I picked was immediately just like, we don't need to talk about them, me. <laughs> um... You go first. I'm shy. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to think about it. I've had like a lot of smaller endeavors. I mean, I used to... I've been starting to try to get back into drawing. I yes. Before... I took a step out and am doing what I do now, which is a lot of writing. I wanted to be an animator. I wanted to be an artist. I, I kind of was like, I had a, I had that moment when, like, in high school, where I was like, I don't think I'm good enough. I'm, I'm putting away my pencils and like walked away. Uh, but um, I'm like been slowly stepping back into drawing. Like I have, a, I have a tablet now. Oh, very I've been, cool. Like working on maybe sketching a little bit more and just like doing it for me. And so it's been really nice to just kind of like have that time. Um, and also I am definitely becoming just, I don't know. I'm becoming a 
pretentious New Yorker because now I <laughs> make my breakfast and I read the fucking New York Times articles. Yes! <laughs> and, and so it's not creative, but it's generally fulfilling and I love it. It's all just like the theater and like arts and like books sections. It's all the creative yes. stuff I read. But um, it's been generally fulfilling, so I will use it as an excuse. I love that. I'm so glad that you're actually doing it. I have subscribed to the New Yorker before and the magazines are extremely pretty and they have stacked on my coffee table and I have <laughs> never opened them. <laughs> so you're actually reading it. Um, what about you, Clem? Oh no, I have to speak. Um, <laughs> well, t 2022, I, I, I had a lot of ideas, but I didn't do anything which is, you know, why this show exists, creative block. But it wasn't even the creative part, it's just the doing part, which I think a lot of people can also relate to. But anyways, so I, I got over that mindset, because, like, if you don't do anything, you're not doing anything, right? But yep. if you do something mm -hmm. and you fail, you still did something. So, yes! <laughs> wisdom, oh shit. Anyways, so, so, so 2023 vision board right here, right now. I, I'm trying to design my own blind box of figurines. So you know yes. those little those little trinkets oh, yeah. you buy yeah. and you don't know what's inside? I'm trying to design one of those. And that's it's awesome. fun. That's, that's super it's, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> otherwise, I've been wanting to make my own games for a hot minute. And I, I actually have a better vision of what I want to do. The first one being like a study guide game for Hamlet, because I remember oh. when I was in high school, Hamlet, I liked it, but everyone else in my class thought it sucked ass. And so, what? yeah, no, no one liked reading Hamlet because, you know, it's Shakespeare and people are like, I can't read Shakespeare. So my my vision is to make it like easily accessible for people who either don't have time or just can't understand Shakespeare for even like language barriers or just not being used to reading literature or shit like that but any anyways I'm gonna make Hamlet fun for everyone rated E for everyone yeah that's a game for me because I can't <laughs> I can't read Shakespeare in English it's really really hard you'll, for you'll me every time I yeah, every time I try to read Shakespeare in English, I I, I can't do it because there's too many words I don't know. So I'll be your beta tester. Thank you. And... Thank you. Cue it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a few things. And then there's obviously more I want to do. But also I want to post more on Twitter, like art and general shit. But we'll get to that when we get to that. So that's my spiel. Thank you for listening. <laughs> there you go. And speaking of getting through creative block, the next question, and I apologize in advance for if I butcher the handle, but from Twitter, Kanya Russo asked, who do you think out of all your guests on the show gave the best answer to how to overcome creative block? In my opinion, I really liked Owen Dennis' advice. Oh, man, I don't remember. That's a big That's one. A um... I think my most recent one, I'm cheating a little bit because that one's a recent, but that it's a preview. But it's a one that's one that like really I really really like really spoke to me was in uh, a Minder's episode and Clemens is gonna be like sigh because I keep talking about Minder in all the episodes. Um, <laughs> but um, 
Uh, she said that when she's like has creative block with writing, she'll just try to write the worst version of what it is, whatever it is she's trying to write. And I was like, that is so smart because not only does it does it take all the pressure off but it's also going in the opposite direction where it's like i'm gonna make this so bad and then by trying to make it bad you're like actually this isn't so crazy bad and then you can edit it and i was like that's that's so smart so that's my answer i heard that writing your script and comic sans helps with creativity flow because it doesn't feel real oh that's <laughs> true <laughs> don't write it that's in times new roman or ariel write it in comic sans or papyrus or wing jigs <laughs> if you're that crazy, just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um I think um I don't think it was the answer to creative block. Um but Aaron Hansen said something that stuck with me that I think I asked him like, you know, how does he do so many things? And he said that he like just does them. <laughs> like he doesn't stop yeah. to think. Um and I keep coming back to that because I overthink things a lot. And I think a lot of people do. And, it, you know, everything that you've overthought, it it it's just wasted. You know, <laughs> So it's just like you got to kind of just make stuff, put it out there. If it doesn't, like I said earlier, like you just got to keep going. I've been trying to live that um, the last like six months more. Mm. Yeah, I think that's great. That's really, really great. For sure. Malik. Hey, you didn't, you didn't give your answer, Malik. I, I see you. <laughs> um, I would say, I feel like a few people have said it, but I feel like my, the biggest one I use a lot is like learning when to take a step back. Mm. Um, so definitely, and like just walking away, taking some time to think about it, um, because I just write a lot so much at that. There's sometimes there's just diminishing returns and I can't look at the screen. And just like even taking a minute to just sit down or get a new perspective and just not think about it like immediately it makes me feel refreshed and sometimes I find the answer to the issues that might be like making me not do what I'm so words. I, 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 I talk for a living. Um, but it makes the things that, <laughs> the things that are like giving me that creative block. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Nice. So next question. K makes things. What keeps you going? What's that thing? If you put a word, a phrase on it, what's, that just lights a fire under you and gets you up and ready to fight that boss battle. Spite. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I think uh, my answer changes depending on like the month, um, because sometimes it's spite. Sometimes I'll I'll watch something that you know excites me, or I'll play a game or something and that and it excites me. But um, yeah, it changes because, and I think that's fine like i i think that the answer should change because life is going to change and shift around you so like i don't know it, it, the answer always evolves it sometimes it's uh just boredom which is you know like if i i mean creative block for me kind of formed out of uh boredom like i was i needed something to do and i wanted to do it i wanted to find uh, a project so but then it evolved into something more so yeah I feel like um, for me, I, I, it sounds so, I don't know. I have a savior complex, you guys, I guess. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, it's really hard to do something 
for like myself or something that I'm like I believe in myself but I, it's so much easier for me if I do something for others so for me creative block was like I want to I want people to have access to all this knowledge you know like when I'm talking to my friends about like about creativity art and all that stuff and I'm like this is stuff I wish I could have had as as a kid you know like I could have known all this and um when I write and draw comics um I was just talking to a friend about this recently it's like I I'm not really doing it for myself but I'm doing it for the characters because for me it's like that Tinkerbell thing where it's like if you clap your hands like she's still alive uh like if I keep drawing the characters they're still alive but Hmm. but as soon as I stop uh like drawing them writing them if I stop talking about them they die and I uh have I need a sense of duty and I have a hard time having duty for myself but it's easier when it's for others so it can be like real people or fictional characters I guess (laughs) I would say for me anxiety well that's the joke answer but I mean the serious answer is I think there's always this like little need to try to like solve problems in like mysteries. Like mm-hmm. I just think like it's always like the the moments I get really excited is when I am able to sit down and think of like okay, what are some cool ways we can improve and grow or like what's a new way to put spins on this? And so I think like just being in creative block and being in the position I'm in it is really cool to come up with new ideas or maybe try to find new ways to do things and try to keep the show fresh. Um, because that's the thing with podcasts. Like it, 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 I feel like sometimes if you don't, if you don't keep thinking about how to keep the show fresh and how to inject new blood into it, it can become stale. And mm-hmm. that's, the, and that becomes a death meal of podcasts. So finding ways to keep the show fresh, to improve, to do better, those are the things that excite me, and those are the things that keep me going. Clemens? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I already said Spite. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> I think Spite's me. valid. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. It depends on what, what we're talking about. Because for the show, I, mean, I already said I do it for the fans, especially for them college Aww. students who, who are struggling and want that little sparkle of hope in the future. Um, uh for the gym, it's definitely spite. <laughs> I'm angry. Oh, yeah. I put on my metal. I I just I just lift them weights. Anyways, Hell yeah. um, for work, it's just hey, I the money. <laughs> I need money. <laughs> and then like everything else, it's just like not wanting to be bored, and just yeah. just just thinking to future me, like man, future me, if I do this thing right now. They're going to be so happy that I did Aww. this thing. If it's like cleaning my room or like reading a book or even just like going to see a friend. It's like, you know what? Future me is going to appreciate this. So I'm going to do it for them. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I do that a lot where I like I, I won't feel like doing something in the moment, but I have to I, I think forward a little bit and and sometimes i think forward a lot where it's like will i be glad that i stayed in this weekend or will i be glad that i went out with friends and it's the answer is always yes i'll be glad that i went out because like you can always get a good night's sleep and recover from being tired but like you can't 
regain certain experiences and memories. So like this man sounds like he's still in his twenties. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I'm in my twenties and I want to stay in for the weekend. Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm tired. Same twenty six and I'm just like ugh. Yeah. Old man, old man podcast. That's yeah. new. Twenty twenty three. Boomer podcast. We're gonna sell you supplements. Let's go. But our next question from Patreon we have from brother to drummer. What did you originally want to do when you grow up? When you grew up? This is a good question. Uh, yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I grew up. Um, <laughs> I uh I think my answer is boring because I've been wanting to do like art or animation since I was a kid. So I'm actually living that that dream. So that's cool. Um yeah, I was always encouraged even as a kid like my by my parents. So Oh, that's great. Yeah, I feel like for me I was like at first I'm going to be a drawer and I was like that people were like this is not a job. Then I was like I'm going to be a children book illustrator. And then people were like, that's too hard. And then I came up with the best idea, which is I'm going to be a mangaka, which is very easy to do when you're not Japanese. Uh, so that was going to, but um, I do, comics is definitely like the closest thing to my heart. I love comics so much. And um, eventually my dream is to be able to make a living from comics so we'll see maybe we'll maybe i'll be able to do it maybe not but uh in any case i'm making comics in my free time and that's a, still pretty close to the dream right yeah what about you guys so mine i've had a few i originally wanted to be a pilot and then i realized i was afraid of heights <laughs> i love um, that but then the big one before I was was after that was I wanted to be a writer. I used to like write these notebooks filled with like this was like during the like the young adult craze. So it was like Harry Potter and, and it's like I'm gonna write the next like ten book franchise that's gonna be massive. And so I'd write these little notebooks that were filled with like the ideas what each book was gonna be and I would like spend so much time on them. Um and then I switched over to want to be an artist and like it's kind of full circle that I'm a writer, but granted the right the stuff I write about is very boring. But yeah, so originally, I guess the real answer was I wanted to be a writer and I'm doing it. That is yeah, really great. Awesome. Look um, at us go. There we go. Me? Um, yeah. I don't think I was conscious about having a job until I went to college. <laughs> As a child, I was just like, I don't know. I'm reading books. That's pretty lit. And I, I just didn't realize like, hey, you're going to need to have a job to earn money to do stuff. So even in high school, I was just like, I got to get this homework done. And I wasn't even thinking about being like older than 18. But yeah, like when when it was that time of year when you have to put in college application and like I learned then that colleges have like specialties. And I was like, I don't know. What do I want to do with my life? So cue existential crisis, right? And right. and then my sister, not V, but our other sister, was like, "Hey, check this out! This this college has like a video game program." And I was like, "You can do that! <laughs> you can <laughs> you can go to college for video games." So I did that, and so for the entirety of my college experience, I um 
I was like, I want to be a concept artist. And I realized to be a concept artist, you have to draw. <laughs> and I, I wanted to, but I, I, I wasn't feeling the dedication to drawing every day. So so now I, I was just like, you know what? I just want to be part of the game making process. And that's what I'm doing now. So I think I did pretty well. I still want to draw and make, like, make art, but... It's it's not like the need of my existence anymore, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. Have you ever talked on the show about what you're doing now? No. <laughs> Tell I, people, I it's exist. cool. I'm, I'm the shadow that lurks around the podcast. I, I'm oh, the quality cool. assurance analyst on a game, which is DC Universe Online. So I basically... Oh, <gasps> So the easiest way to describe my job is I get paid to play the game, but it's really not that simple. I just test the game in every way possible to make sure that it breaks. And if it yeah. does break, then that's why I'm getting paid. Um, <laughs> yeah. QA so is uh, reported to everyone. Yeah, I report to artists, programmers, the sound engineers, pr- producers. Like I basically talk to everyone, and I'm that annoying person that's like, um, your stuff is broken. But, in yeah. so, but it, it's such a necessary job, and it, it unfortunately gets kind of shit on at, at, at some studios because because I think people confuse the it's like they kill the messenger, you know, where it's like yeah. like oh QA, like come on, it's like yeah QA, <laughs> like QA is what makes the game actually playable, you idiots. Yeah, you <laughs> can't not have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like the last line of defense between developers and fans so we get shot at from both sides (laughs) (laughs) to be fair without us your game would not run yeah (laughs) respect (laughs) it's funny because i've always wondered i've i've always wondered in my life what it was like to be i've always called it a beta tester i guess but i was like i wonder who can get that kind of job? And now my sister is doing it. Yes. Well, it, cool. it's like, yeah. from what I understand, because I'm pretty new at this job. I got it like in August last year. But QA is like, you're still in the studio and you kind of see the behind the scenes stuff. But Beta Tester is like basically a fan that plays the game early. So. They're... Oh, right, 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 right. So, yeah, you're like, you're you're employed. You're actually <laughs> employed yeah, so I have and my, like, part I have, of it. Yeah. I'm like, arm deep in the mess that is game developing and beta testers are like walking a nice little wooden bridge on top of it if that is a good metaphor which it probably isn't but it's the easiest way to describe it (laughs) and so this next question this one kind of ties I i like this one because it kind of ties into something that gene tweeted about about like wanting to sit on his couch and like do work so from Twitter and Apple Snyas, um, as mm-hmm. artists, do you have a studio or dedicated space at home to make art outside of your workplace? Do you have any tips in creating your own? Um, uh, I do. I did it before. Um, and then I moved into a new house this year. That was the other thing I keep forgetting. Yeah, I moved, I bought and moved into a house, which is a whole other, uh, feat into itself. So that's, it's, I was juggling a lot, but, um, but yeah, uh, I have an office now, which is great, um, and uh, it helps a lot. It helps a lot to have a separate space for different things, and uh, 
didn't have that before and that was taking a toll as well um yeah i i agree i was gonna say um i personally try to have a little desk on which there's no computer so i have like my main desk set out in the living room um and then there's like a tiny little desk that i have in my bedroom and i when i want to like focus on just writing writing i go on that little tiny desk or i sometimes i'll go to a coffee shop because you know you can even go to like i don't know a coffee you know you look for one of these that are like like i don't know coffee uh bean and tea leaf or something sponsor us um they have like a one dollar coffee and i'm just like i can spend one dollar to stay there two hours or something <laughs> um yeah that's what i do what about you guys kind of malik so i have like a whole little setup right now i'm kind of my current like main space is in between the kitchen and living room and a weird little just kind of like spot a little hole but um i also recently bought an ipad as a nice little way to kind of be a little bit portable and be able to like work on different things to have like different stats and like be able to type out like in different places and be like really flexible and that is also where i read the new york times um i keep mentioning it and we'll <laughs> drop it but um it's like a nice little way to kind of be moving around and it kind of freshens things up for me new york times sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> new york times hosts the podcast <laughs> i mean as like they, they they can host the podcast it's like a, hey like they can get us those sponsors do you want um what is it better help that better help sponsorship <laughs> you got this like or what is it casper mattresses oh yeah we all gotta sleep better yeah Co code blockhead for 10 percent off wait for real you're not kidding right now Wait, what do you mean? No, no, you think I have a Casper sponsorship? <laughs> and I like, wish. Yeah, like, I legit thought Malik had like a tab with all of, of those like random like, you know, like those where you, if you actually do put in the like code, then there's like a commission or whatever. But Oh, I just was like, I just know like I've, I've listened to so many podcasts. I just know that it's like a one word thing to show. So I was like, okay, code. I, I figured our promotional code would be code blockhead. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> wow, I was gonna get myself a, a Casper mattress, but I guess not. Well, Casper, you can make this dream a reality. Oh my god. Our email is, we're not gonna do that. But... <laughs> Alright, uh, Clem, uh, save us from this nonsense. <laughs> um, um, well, for me, it's okay. I, I struggle a lot with uh drawing and anything creative really if i have like two i don't want to say professional but like too much of a dedicated space like if i want to draw and the only place that i can draw is like on a tablet on a desk dedicated only to the tablet and the computer i i feel too like pressured kind of like that big white page in the sketchbook that where you're like i don't know what to draw so I actually have, I draw on like scraps of paper, I draw in really shitty notebooks, and usually in between things. So like when, I, when I'm when i at my full-time job and I'm like waiting for a file to download or I'm waiting for something to happen and I just have dead time, I kind of just grab a random piece of paper and doodle whatever. And if I really like it, then I'll do something with it. 
But that takes a lot of pressure off of me, and I feel mm. more free to do what I want. Because if I, if I have a new canvas on my tablet, and it's just like, it's it's literally the big blank white page, and I'm just like, this is too much pressure. And like digital art, it feels too clean. It's It, it mm. just feels like too much. But it's like, if it's a shitty mechanical pencil that you buy at Office Depot... And literally scraps of paper, I'm just like, ah, yes, let's go. So, uh, I don't have dedicated space, I don't have a studio, and what I have is shitty paper and a shitty pencil. Nice. (laughs) And it gets you far. It gets me so Um, far. And so with this next question, and this is a way to tie it in, um, Ash underscore art stuff, art, but I'm... (laughs) Do you ever think you'll have returning interviewees? Oh yeah, I mean, mm. I think we can. I think that the the issue with that is just that there's so many people that we want to interview that it's like tough to to come back to people, but it we definitely would love to. Yeah. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly what Jean said. I man, there's some conversations that I wish could be like six hours yeah. but then i'm like oh it's tough for the listeners but i'm like we're definitely keeping it in the back of our heads for sure and i mean also you it you also got to think about timing because you don't want to do it too early you want to make sure that the guest has had time to like, have her experiences have new things to grow and and also just like the host ourselves too so you want everyone to have like new experiences and things to talk about so when that new conversation happens it's fresh it's new there's new territories like you can build on it for not and not just have it be kind of like hey we're gonna keep going until we run out of things to talk about right yeah oh, that's great gentle balancing act um this one's a real quick one from someone who might sound a little bit familiar on twitter at alice bisonet did i say her name correctly yeah episode episode number i'm finding it i'm number 90 90 yeah there we go this one's pretty recent um i have very strong opinions on this and i will start cursing people out depending on responses pineapple on pizza thoughts yes love it love it what the fuck no, 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 no. Why? You're Why? a weird New Yorker that, like, only I feel like you're the like weird. V- you're the what? only one, Malik. You're the only one standing on that hill. Like, okay, I'm, all, I'm also L- all for pineapple. Sorry, I love the pineapple uh, on the pizza. I, I know, I know, I'm outnumbered by LA <laughs> Pete's people. But how dare you say it's good? I'm I don't the... get the fucking like. I don't get the the it's like good stigma. On shitty pizza. But I don't That's want shitty true. pizza. I want quality. Okay, look, I've been to I've been to New York multiple yes. times, and the pizza slices that everyone gushes about, I don't get it. I don't get it. Where I'm are gonna, you going? Where I are you? Gonna, going? I'm just saying. I'm just. Where saying, are you going? It's not about the place. It's not about any of that. It's about the ingredients. And the water gene, the it's fucking not, oh, water. Whatever. I've had New York bagels too, and I've gone to. Um, Don't you do this? I've gone Uh-oh. to. I you went to bagels? a bagel shop that is. Uh, I think it's owned by LP, and oh, yeah. um, it was a bagel. I did. I don't get the fucking like. 
Are you in an LP bageling you're being this disrespectful? How dare you? I feel like I have to disagree because I remember going to New York over like a summer and getting a bagel at whatever friggin' shop and then I couldn't stop thinking about bagels. And when I have bagels here, they're good, but I'm like, it's always missing like, I don't know. Like they really, they really like care about their bagels in new york and here it's just kind of like it's a sandwich yeah. and i'm like ah i want you know it's an yeah, art yeah. form i love that that was the question that was just like you know <laughs> i i um i don't care for the like locale conversation where you know where it's like uh the the best food is like here because it's like no i don't know man i've had great sushi in japan i've had great sushi in la like i just feel like when you start narrowing, when people get, it's fine to joke about it and like debate it, but when people start yeah. like getting really uppity about that shit, it's like, shut the fuck up, God. Like, <laughs> I don't. It's like, I don't know, dude. I feel like I've had, honestly, in Japan, I've had some of the best. I've had uni that was so good. Oh sure. That, I, that still now, even though I'm vegetarian, I'll still have uni. Never, never had uni like it was in Japan. Never. Hmm. It's in my brain forever. I've never had it like that anywhere else. So. I'm just going to be that uppity <laughs> asshole. No, that's fine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and oh, so, I mean, that one's a pretty quick one besides me, like, busting out, almost busting out the New York accent. <laughs> almost. Uh, almost. 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 So, next question from our Patreon, Ajax the Abrasive. Um, favorite Pokemon, because I'm now really curious, because I decided to mention asking us our favorite Pokemon in the tweet when we first mentioned like we're asking for looking for questions uh i like darumaka i have um i think for darumas i have a small little collection um and i like that little guy he's really good you know um i don't even know who darumaka is i had to google him he's very cute uh (laughs) i've only played pokemon blue and red y'all i'm so sorry so i'm gonna stick to the original 150 i have two favorites and i still up to this day cannot decide which one i like better um i love zapdos zapdos is fucking cool um (laughs) he is awful he's an awful pokemon to level up and he's kind of i mean he's fine whatever but i just love the way he looks the other one i don't know you guys i don't know his name in english um He's the one that's just like two eyes, two two little feet, and a Tangela. bunch of like not Angela yeah. is it Tangelo Tangelo yeah yeah, yeah Tangelo I gosh he's same he's a useless little Pokemon but he's so friggin' cute um yeah so it's yeah. a tie for me I would say I have not played that much Pokemon I've only played the newest one that just came out and. I was going to say Pikachu and be basic, but I have an actual answer, and it's the little cat starter, uh, the leaf one. Pretty good, Tico. Yep. <sighs> um, his nickname in my game is Zaza. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> Very good. And so, yeah, he's my, and I also love cats, so that's that's why. Zaza's my boy. Uh, for me, also Gen 1 Haunter, because he's a funky boy. And this actually ties into Alley Cat's question. Favorite Pokemon type? I, I'm all for the ghost types. Ghost and poison, but mostly ghost. Uh, yeah, ghost. 
Because I feel like they all need a hug, and I want to give them a hug, and so many of them are so cute. Or so creepy, and I'm all down for that. But Haunter is one of the OGs, and he's my boy. I love him so much. Haunter is so great, and I love Gengar. And what's the name of the like Ghastly. little first form? Ghastly. Oh, gosh. These yeah. are like close close second for me to Zapdos yeah. and Tangela. For, for, for the longest time, I couldn't choose between Ghastly and Haunter, but then... You know what, Haunter? Haunter is like a is like a plushie, but also mm-hmm. like your homeboy, and I I can't. I, just ten out of ten, best best boy. <laughs> <laughs> also, like from the first game, which is the first Pokemon game that I played as well, so I have to go with the with the with the first one. So we are down to I think our last two questions. Question mark. Um. I already. I'm gonna ask this one. I already knew know some opinions about this one, but I'm getting ready to see where this goes. Um, on Twitter at KC Pants Pants, which video game do you want to see adapted into a movie or TV show, and what type of art style do you want to see it in? Oh man, oh man. I'll go last because I have I have a rant ready for this. Well, I go for it. I don't think I have an answer because I think I, I don't know. I, I like things to stay in their medium. I I think that adaptation adaptation from game to anything else feels like a step backwards usually. It's like Okay, same. Okay, same. Okay, then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well. Just for the sheer chaos, if money oh, and no. budget wasn't an issue, just to see shits and giggles what would happen, I want to see a Kingdom Hearts oh. adapted oh. TV series, oh. and every single world is done in their art style in the show. Oh boy. It would be a nightmare yeah, on a production a, standpoint. Yeah. But it's but Disney. If it was, yeah, Disney's got if the money. anyone would do it, I would want to see a Kingdom Hearts Disney show. And they have, it would be an unholy amount of seasons. I want everything, even the weird side games, the seasons, or as movies. <laughs> I want it. Oh, that's my answer. I feel like it would work because for me, it's like an RPGs, I think, would work as adaptation because uh, not to use like a a derogatory term, but it's kind of like, you know, they're a little bit more like like less open world or a little bit more like like a straightforward kind of game. It's kind of like, you know, you have the main quest and you complete it kind of thing. So I feel like uh, I feel like they would translate pretty well. My my answer that Malik and Clem already know, <laughs> if I could adapt a video game into a show, it would be Stardew Valley. I think it would be wow. really good. <laughs> I think it would work really well into a show because you could do so much drama for it. Oh my God. I think. And um, I was just pitching it to like Malik and Clem. And like my idea would be like, instead of having just a single former, instead of like, instead of like your grandpa having just like a single like a grandchild like he would have uh three grandkids and so there's like three farmers and then you can have like all of the drama with like maybe there's they're like maybe they all kind of like bicker over the farm and then they like date the villagers and then there's like all of anyway (laughs) that's my pitch and it would be yeah the same very similar style to the to the game i wouldn't change it like a crazy amount okay are y'all ready for this I I oh. don't think video games can be adapted to movies or shows. Because, like, okay, 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 okay. The whole point mm-hmm. of a game is that you can be a part of the story, right? Yeah. 
So, so if you take out that agency of the player and just make it something that's pre-built, like it loses the entire point, right? Because it, because it's yeah. already happened. Like with with Assassin's Creed, there was a movie, it flopped. They made books for uh, Halo, and it's like it was everything. Yeah, no one even talks about those. Prince so of like, Persia. Like, yeah, like it. It's it's been done. It's been tried, and it never works. And even now, with the Mario ga- movie coming out, like, yeah, like it, it's just Mario a mess. Is a weird one. I can give Mario an exception, sort of, because Mario is so heavily character driven, and um, and I'm also a, a Mario lore simp. But <laughs> I, I I feel like were it not I. I have doubts about illumination handling it but so far the trailers have been good mostly it's just that chris pratt's voice sucks ass but, yeah exactly um, it's, a it's a bad <laughs> it's a bad <laughs> choice mushroom kingdom here, here we come, we come. But, but i feel like uh yeah. sorry big tangent and then we'll get back into the mario thing but like pokemon is successful as a tv show and it's also a video game so and kind of started that way though i feel like it was always uh, you're right you're right yeah. But I, I think know. it was like designed with that in mind, so it's a little different. Well, it also has like a manga, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the manga came later. It came later. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah, on that, that I agree that Pokemon, the Pokemon anime, it feels right, but it's be I, I feel personal opinion. Don't come for me or do. I don't care. No, um, <laughs> like it's, it's kind of a like a Pokemon of the day, right? That's how at least the first one that I watched was formatted. It's like, oh, today we're going to learn about Raticate. Today we're going to learn about Butterfree and Cry. But like, and then I don't know about the next ones because I didn't watch those. But this one worked because that's like the entire point of Pokemon, right? It's to like find all of them, learn all of them, befriend all of them. So that worked. But I feel like that's the only exception. Because well, like, I think. Yes, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I think that when we're talking like animated series, maybe, you know, like I think there are plenty of uh, examples of that working out. Um, I guess what I'm talking like, about is like a live action adaptation or, or like a movie, like, uh, or like even the Sonic franchise does really, really well with like the animated content, even though like the Sonic game is like, you know, it's yeah. like a platformer, you know? So I, I think it's just, in my opinion, it's just like, as long as your characters are really strong and the writing is strong, because I don't know. I feel like those like Halo and what was the other game that Assassin's came out? Like Creed? Assassin's Creed. I it had a I'm willing to bet game. that whoever wrote these franchises were just kinda like, eh, it's a paycheck. Yeah, they didn't care. I don't think they cared. I think I think if somebody really, really cares about the franchise, then you can make it really fun and exciting. That's just that's just what I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just, like, okay, okay, okay. I personally feel there would be no way to make an Animal Crossing movie or series. Because that is entirely up to the player. But I feel like if you wanted to do a movie or TV series based on, like, a visual novel, then it would work. Because it's, it's like, already a story, right? And there's not as much variation. I mean, except if you're counting, like, bad endings and shit. But, like, 
with open world stuff where you pick your side mission, you pick your equipment, you pick your your companion, your horse, your weapon of choice, like like Dark Souls, Red Dead, stuff like that. It, it it just won't appeal to the entire fan base, which I guess you can't do that no matter what. But it's no, like you can. you'll you'll mm-hmm. cross out so many different experiences by just having one experience that it's it's gonna lose the appeal of the game in the first place, you know? Yeah. yeah. Was The Witcher a game first? Yeah, I think so. Well, it was a book maybe, series first. It, Oh, it was a book series yeah, first, right. and then they make okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. Mostly, I I get annoyed with like Uncharted and Last of Us, where it's like this. These were games that were they're already you, a movie. They, yeah, yeah, they're giving you the immersive experience of a movie in a game, and then to take it backwards, you're making a worse version of what the, of the movies that they were based on because you've removed yeah. the fun part. Like it's just stupid. So I don't know, especially because Uncharted is like. I don't know. Like I've watched my boyfriend play it and I was like I mean it's it's fun to see him play it, but I'm like, this is the story of this game. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's, it's like it's not about Yeah, it's like such a B movie, right? It's like yeah. <laughs> but it's fun is that it's a game. It's not like the story's not I mean, no disrespect to anyone who worked on Uncharted, but you know. It, there's also the element of like Hey, you can fuck up. Like you can't do that in a movie. Like, like yeah. There's like, hey, you can miss that jump, and that's just the end. <laughs> and you can't, <laughs> you can't do that in a movie and or TV show and have that be like real credits. It's like, oh, they they died, and then have them pop up like after five seconds later. That'd be a fun movie, though. It would yeah. be. <laughs> I mean, I'm basically explaining Free Guy. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, oh, I think yeah. he just kind of pitched Free Guy. <laughs> But any more thoughts before we move on to the last question? No. Let's do it. So I feel like this is kind of a good full circle question. And we don't really talk about super and behind the scenes stuff until until like episode 100 or on our Patreon, where if you want to support us, you can and keep the show going. But from Twitter, a cup of Joe asks, congratulations on making it to 100. I would love to know what goes into making the show, i.e. audio software, mics, Discord integration, and scripts slash playing a podcast. So this one's a little bit more open-ended, but I feel like a great way would be like maybe talking about like start to finish. Yeah, what goes into a, a, just in an episode of Creative Block? Sure. Yeah, I think what's really interesting is that like it's a good question to have now because we've kind of like figured out our pipeline a little bit. Um, but I will say so from a host's perspective, so like Gene and I, uh, we kind of like think about the guests that we want to have on the show or who we think would have like an interesting like story to have to share and so we kind of like do the reaching out through like all kinds of different avenues sometimes it's like oh like I met this person at a party that would be fun or like uh I'll just try to cold (laughs) uh email through LinkedIn or whatever (laughs) I don't know it's all different kinds of ways and then it's like um checking in with Malik so uh uh Malik can help us like schedule and like um kind of like answer questions for the guests and um we are using to draw Google Jamboard which is Google sponsor us uh but um 
it's a very you guys can all it's free you guys can all like literally type in google jamboard and use it it's like a whiteboard um and to record the video i am on a pc so i literally hit the windows key and g um and it just records my screen um if i were on apple i would probably use the quick time but like on windows that you can just record your screen it, it's it's supposed to be for games but uh i do it for the jamboard and i record on zoom all of my guests and and the, and yeah and the guests will record either with audacity or quicktime so that's all that goes uh and then malik and clem can kind of like take it from there <laughs> yeah so um after everyone's recorded and uploaded their stuff to google drive because that's where we keep our files because it's easier everyone can access it and it's like less of a hassle uh i go on there download everything and i first start with audio i use audacity to edit everything it's really user friendly like when i when i started on the podcast which was the second episode of the podcast <laughs> mm -hmm. I, ju I just downloaded audacity put everything in and then figure it out from there and because it's such like a widespread program software i don't know the right term like you can find tutorials and help on the internet really easily just type like audacity how to do this and you have 50 answers so that was really helpful and then after everything's been sliced copy pasted edited and whatever i export that and then take the video and audio elements into hit film express I really like it because same thing, it's really user, like beginner, user friendly. There's a lot of stuff you can do with it. But recently, I, I don't know what's happening with HitFilm. Like, it's, you can't make a new account and link it to the program anymore. Because I tried doing that on another computer, but it just wouldn't work. So I don't know what happened. Maybe it was just me. I had rotten luck that day. But if you decide to use it, I do recommend it because same thing, you can find a lot of help easily online, but keep in mind it may not work. But I like that. And then I just upload the finished product onto YouTube and then Malik takes it from there. There you go. Um, my big thing is I basically look at Google documents and I do a lot of um, kind of like uploading. So more or less I... I'm writing the descriptions for episodes. I'm getting episodes ready for our Patreon, so making sure that we're sticking to our schedule. I have a massive Google Doc from when I joined the team to now that has every single episode we've done, the dates, how we recorded it, is the edit done, and I that's basically my my main guide to my North Star, and I get everything ready to upload. I We also use Anchor as our main way to get it on two different platforms for mainly audio. And it's been pretty easy. It's intuitive. It's super nice to also have integrations for sponsorships that we possibly will do. Um, along with that, I'm also typically kind of like the last line of defense for QAing, just making things to sure things are good. Just doing that final check off before it takes off and you all get to listen to it. I am also the person who runs the Twitter account. So because everyone's kind of doing their own thing, you, I make sure to do the tweets. But it, it's safe to say that if you have sent something or seen something, and it's pretty funny, it's pretty cool, I do relay it back to Gene and V. They do see it. And yeah, because yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't like, 
the last thing you want to do is just be like, hey, this stuff's happening and have it separate. And so, yeah, if there's cool comments or there's generally cool things are happening, I am like, look, look at my, look at my treasures, look at what people are saying. <laughs> um, but it's a nice way to, so yeah, I'm generally just taking what has been made from Gene and V talking to guests, Clem putting it all together and making it nice and neat. And my job is to make sure there's a nice little bow on it and send it out to you guys. And yes. that's how you, you make create a block. That's how you make a podcast, y'all. That's and it. then you do it next week. Yeah, and you do it <laughs> every week. Um, I think honestly, that's like the I think that would be the biggest thing I would say about making a podcast is like you really to be like resilient and consistent. Um, and if you can do that, then you probably can do a podcast. Sick. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think we've, yeah, those are all the questions I have, and this was like, there's like a ninth hour one, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Question, what's your favorite part of doing the podcast? Secrets. Hmm. Secrets that only I hear. No, it's when people tell us, oh my god, I love your show, it helps me do this or that, and it helps me get out of the dark place. That's my favorite part. Yeah. yeah, I have to agree with that. That's like a really great one. Um, there are some people whose work I've admired for years and years and years. Um, and granted, I'm not the one who's like interviewing them, but there's definitely been some pinch me moments on, oh shit, I'm yeah. emailing this person. Even just like talking with like a brief interaction like that, there have been some few that I can't even say because they haven't come out. Um, or, <laughs> But I feel like that has been exciting and it's yeah, it's a combination of just doing something that has meant so much to people and seeing that happen every single day. And then also having being this amazing opportunity to help facilitate this show that does so much for people. And then also just having a moment of like, oh my gosh, like we really got this person. Like it's so cool and I can't wait for people to listen to this episode and get a chance to ask questions or see how creative people are going to be with their prompts too as well yeah yeah i think for me i just really love uh like just hang like you know i love asking these questions about like the creative process and like kind of like picking other people's brains about these stuff and it's like having a structure to do that in is really fun because you know like it's kind of hard to just be at a party and be like well um uh, how do you feel about like creative block and like um how do you like come up with like stores and stuff I don't know so like having this kind of like format has been really great and just like you know hearing at the end of the day that we're all kind of struggling with the same kind of things and like um I think that's really fun yeah I think I I mean my answer is the same as Malik's I think it's Mm -hmm. I've it's what I talked about earlier like it's crazy to be able to connect to people and have like hour plus long conversations with people I admire um but it it's it's up there with just it's kind of on the same level as being able to like get those stories out there too so mm-hmm. yeah that's our 100th episode I guess yeah you would know the funniest thing about this Right mm-hmm. before we started, we were like, hey, this is going to be a quick one, 30 minutes. Yeah. In and yep. <laughs> in a creative block fashion, it was not 30 minutes. It was yeah, not 30 it minutes. Uh, yes. Well, let's see. V, you got WonderCon. You got WonderCon coming up. 
Yeah, so if you guys are like around in California or like Anaheim and want to check out WonderCon, it's like a really fun event. It's like a basically like a mini San Diego Comic Con, but it's in Anaheim. So uh, if you want to say hi to me and I think probably Clements and maybe Malik, who knows? In, um, in some way, crazy universe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just one. like, hey. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. And we're, we're definitely going to have, uh, we're um gonna be making the creative block shirt so just kind of keep out keep an eye out for creative block shirts and you know uh yeah 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 uh and i got q-bomb stuff coming out i'm sure at some point um keep an eye on that uh i got no xp uh more sh more little animated shorts check those out um yeah that's what i got going on yeah and if you love creative block obviously like um some of the great ways to support this show is like talk to your friends about it or like share it with your classmates or like you know leave a comment or like a like or like and uh consider subscribing to the patreon because it's uh, a great way for us to like pay for all the little things like the zoom um and subscription like the, the drive uh and malik and clemens to help them um make this show really great so uh yeah that would be that's like a really a uh, great way to also help support us if you love the show and uh yeah thank you so much for sharing your spotify rap that was so fun i couldn't believe the amount of people who like had creative block in their top five podcasts that was really really cool Oh yeah, and Malik, you've like found out something kind of fun about Spotify recently. And that's true. Well. So I mentioned Anchor, and so the cool thing with Anchor is it's actually owned by Spotify. And so if you go onto Creative Block on Spotify, there's actually automated like prompts you can do for Q and A, so people can respond. Um, and it'll automate. I think the general one is like, "How did you feel about this episode?" And we've been starting like this is like a new new revelation. This happened like. In the last five episodes, this thing has popped up, and we've been getting comments from you guys, and it's been so nice. It's been super cool. I, um, I shared some of them with V. There, it's really cool to have you guys respond to the show. So hopefully, we want to do more with that. Maybe even do like a mailbag episode. That would be cool eventually. But mm -hmm. it's oh, yeah. so cool that you all are responding and engaging with it, and it's like a new, it's a new way to. I feel like I've said engage a lot, but I feel engage. Yeah, I'm so engaged. We're so engaged. Yes. You're engaged <laughs> as fuck. Well, that's the end of this 100th. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, 100th creative blog. Uh, us, thanks for being our guest <laughs> and sharing our story. And thanks to our listeners. You guys are great. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, but who knows what's happening with Twitter. So maybe also follow us on the Instagram. We do have an Instagram. It's crtv.blah, uh, right? Yes, um, And, well, you can also still follow us on Twitter, which is like at creativeblog, creative without the vowels. And we also and, have a link um, tree in there too. So if you want to find us on everywhere, you can do that as well. We also want to find information on Gene and V that is also in the link tree as well. Whoa! And um, we're going to try to do more TikToks, y'all. So if you want to like follow us on TikTok um, and share like silly little doodles and stuff on TikTok, that would be a lot of fun. So yeah, we ask for drawing prompts on all these crazy platforms uh, because we're insane. 
and questions to ask our guest. Huge thanks for editor Clement for editing the podcast and Malik in the house for helping us produce the show. I've been your host, Gene. And I was V. And you were Malik. Yes. (laughs) And Clem. Keep being creative and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.